I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Hello, friend. Oh my gosh, we're here. And I am stoked about it. I have been off podcasting this whole entire summer season. So coming back now, and we actually officially are in fall season as of this past weekend. So that brings us to today. That brings us to here to this podcast. Did you know this podcast is going to be four years old next month? So exciting. And I just want to show up here as we begin again and say thank you. Thank you for participating with me here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing through email or through DMs on social media with me about how the podcast has continued to support you through this last season, even if there weren't any new episodes coming. It is so significant to me to hear about your experiences, how any sort of insight or stories I might share might give you any sort of availability to tap into your own experience and to grow in any direction. With that, I have a story for you today. I have a story with you for you that um, begins with uh, my voice because I lost my voice two weeks ago. I also turned 40 two weeks ago. There's so many things, y'all. We are going to keep rolling out other stories and things that I have learned over these past couple months. For today, I want to tap into some experiences and some questions that might initiate us to do the damn thing in a way that's most true to us. Now, as I think about this podcast, as I think about yoga, as I think about yoga as the practice of paying attention, how strength, strength is so subjective, right? And what looks strong for me one day might look like something totally different the next. But if I think about attention and I think about strength and I think about how that applies to every single subject and how my own personal awareness, my own connection to myself, connection to others and connection to the world around me, that's what I want to be strong in. And that is where the practice of paying attention comes in. So two weeks ago, I turned 40 and it was basically on my birthday the night before that I started to lose my voice. I could feel it. And even now I can feel the effort in my vocal cords to speak. And it's provided me a lot of opportunity to think about some things. Um, in this time frame, I have also listened to a podcast, the Layla Martin podcast, and she had a guest on there. And this guest on there found out in her 20s that she was starting to go deaf. And she shared how that when she, when she found out that she was going deaf, it made her it made her pay more attention to the way that she was showing up when she was in conversations with other people. And you know those times when you're listening but you're kind of not listening 
when somebody is saying something and you're like, like paying attention halfway and maybe your brain is thinking of how to respond or is thinking about, you know, what we're going to make for dinner or whatever. Right. And it's, it shows up extra big when you're feeling really overwhelmed or when you really don't want to be talking to that person or you're thinking that you, you need to have your attention elsewhere. So all these are very normal human sorts of things. But this guest said that when she found out that she was going deaf, it changed all of those things. And it made her show up with presence and attention a whole lot more. And so I have an experiment, a thought experiment for you for a minute. And that is, if you are going to wake up tomorrow morning, and as soon as you woke up, you found out that by the end of the day tomorrow, you would not be able to hear a single thing again. How would that change you for tomorrow? Hmm. How would you listen to your children? What questions would you ask just so that you could try to listen to them and try to bottle up their voices inside of you so that you could try to recall them? As a mom with kids, I can't even imagine. How about your lover? Your parents or grandparents or loved ones of any sort, friends? About the panting of your dog? The meowing of your cat? Would you wake up really early and go take a walk so you could listen to all the morning birds? I love the morning birds. When I was running all the time, that was my, like, it's like one of my favorite parts about running in the morning was how loud the birds were. Would you listen to the wind in the trees? Would you want to walk out in the middle of the rainstorm, in the middle of the afternoon where the thunder is booming and hear the way that the rain is pelting the ground and the thunder as it rumbles through you? Would the annoying sounds like clocks ticking in a quiet room or the drip of water in the sink into a bowl, would even those be welcome? And how would the balance of how much you speak in a conversation versus listen change knowing that this was your last day to listen? My good friend, Nikki Weaver, she's a, a creator and entrepreneur, poet, mover, uh, a billion things. She has created a nonprofit. She's based here in Portland, Oregon, and her nonprofit is called On the Inside. Become a donor. She has a program for On the Inside, like on the, the, the combines creativity for inside and outside folks, and she works with medium security women's prisons. She has amazing work. And one of the things that she said such a long time ago was being a leader is learning how to listen. And one of the things that I have really done over this past, this past season is really honed that I love to work with yoga teachers. I already was doing that, but there's just a way that I've been saying it, that I, I help people own the hell out of their voice. And so I love that there's this, also this other side of learning how to listen. And so let's pause for just a second and have that this be this thought experiment of what changes if you wake up tomorrow and it is your last day to listen. And maybe this is a writing prompt for you. 
that was my last day to listen to anything, I would listen to what? <sighs> There's a lot of things I would want to listen to. <laughs> my kids really are at the top of that list, though. Yeah. Let's jump now back to my voice. Because I lost my voice and because at the same time I've been in the season where I'm like, I help people own the hell out of their voice. And, and now I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? And I think, I think there's a bigger word of expression here, right? You can share your voice in many ways and not all of them are audible. They can come in, in anything we create with our hands, right? And cooking a meal and painting a picture and sculpting something in the way that you give care to someone that's maybe just through your actions. And there's a lot of ways that we can express ourselves. And so those are ways to share. Those are ways to speak and kind of in quotes. And those are important. And also I'm speaking directly about audible sharing and your voice. And so <laughs> let us have this thought experiment too. But if you were to wake up tomorrow, let's set the hearing one aside for a moment. If you were to wake up tomorrow and find out this was the last day you could share anything with your voice. And by the end of the day, you would no longer have a voice. How would that change your day? What would be different about it? You can take this as a writing prompt as well. When I lost my voice, which I've never had happened to me before, and I could not speak louder than whisper, even if I tried. And supposedly it's bad once you lose your voice to even speak with a whisper. It's like, just don't talk. Uh, it's really made me think about things in, in kind of like the analogy sort of way, the analogy sort of way where, you know, when you have a heartbreak or you're really stressed and maybe you don't want to eat, your belly is just like, no, I'm not hungry. I don't want that. You can't. It's like, yeah, I can't. It's like your body, you're already processing so much that your belly can't process anymore. Or perhaps you eat and then you have a stomach ache. It's like your body is like, I can't process anymore. And that like really happens. Also, could you just have IBS and you're like, I'm going to have a round of diarrhea now, y'all. <laughs> be that too but we can also use those analogies so I was thinking about that with my voice I'm like did I lose my voice because I was like wow okay I use it so much because my naked 40 gallery show was that weekend before my birthday which is a whole thing that we'll go into in the future um, future episodes but that and working with um, some of my groups and uh of mentorship and flow school and different things that I, I was doing then I was sharing a lot. And so could it have been my body saying, whoa, okay, hold for a minute, integrate, innovate. There is an amount of quiet I need in my life, a lot of alone time that feeds and fuels me. And perhaps the quiet space allowed me to step back a little bit in ways that I needed. I can still feel that I need it because my voice is like, I can still feel it in me in a very phys in the physical sort of way, but it's giving me um, kind of like this pause moments of analogy into the non-physical me. 
So maybe there's some of that. And then at the same time, it's also made me think about, well, what about, well, how is this teaching me about what I'm not sharing? And my body's saying, could my body in some way be a, a tool to say, oh, you're not sharing in that way or not sharing in that way. Well, what happens if you don't have a voice and you can't even share? Like, will this propel you to share more? So the experiment, the thought experiment. And I, I really couldn't say very many things. And what would change for you? Because it was my birthday and I was 40, 40 y'all. I'm so excited to be in my forties. It's, it's, it, it feels so good. It feels so good. Also because my hair is so dark, my grays are coming in. I am real witchy y'all. I'm getting real witchy. <laughs> But you know what, mom, every single one of my birthdays, my grandparents call me and this year they didn't. My grandpa is 100 years old and my grandma still standing next to him at 96. She's 97 next month and they're living together and my grandpa doesn't remember things very much and my grandma can hardly see and they help each other and they didn't call on my birthday. And I thought about like all week because I couldn't talk all week. I couldn't even call them. And had they called, they wouldn't have been able to hear me because you have to kind of talk loud on, on the phone to them. And today I called my grandma because I thought of it earlier. And I was like, oh, I got to call her right now. And she talked to me for a whole hour. <laughs> and she told me how, you know, she misses... She misses talking to people because my grandpa's sleeping a lot. And grandpa doesn't remember very many things from one day to the next. She's like, you know, it's just kind of hard to get used to not having anybody to talk to. And so I listened to her for an hour. I listened to her talk about my cousins and about the doctor visits and about who's bringing her some food and how my nephew is coming over and washing her floors I listened to her talk about my grandpa falling over on her lap when he when he's fell recently, and how the and how the nurse came to the house to visit, and how they got a wheelchair, and and we talked about gardens, and we talked about the house that she used to live in, the the raspberry screw, the biggest that she's ever seen. Showed about the gophers. I was talking to her about my rabbit. And she told me how the gophers would eat the peas and just get a little hole in the bottom of the pea pod and just eat the peas out. So if you grab that pea pod and open it up, there'd be no peas. <laughs> and I just let her talk. And it was a gift. It was a gift to listen. I'm thinking about thinking about how, like, they're 196. I mean, who the fuck knows how old we are going to get, right? Like, an average age for a woman is, like, just over 79 years. And if that's the case, then I've lived over half my life. But I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And tomorrow, maybe I lose my voice entirely. 
So who is it that I want to talk to? How do I want to share what story needs to be told? What have I been so afraid to say? And how can I own it and say it? How can we be afraid and also do the thing scared? Do it scared. Being uncomfortable is really okay. We're watching out for that sharp pain and as we move. Like as we move our bodies, we're like, it's okay if it feels uncomfortable. Sharp pain we like want to back out from. But you know, how's that any different with our with our sharing, with our voice? And there's some nuance to it. There's some different type of holding with it. There's maybe a desire to not want to say the wrong thing. And what if I changed my mind? And how do I know if it's truth? doesn't have to be a capital T truth, friend. This small T. And I got to listen to my grandma. I got to talk to her and I wouldn't have been able to talk to her last week. And I've been thinking about how there's things that I would like to share more of. I'm thinking about how much better of a listener I want to be. And there's a lot of things that is... You become a, an adult. I mean, I don't even know what an adult is. What is an adult, y'all? Like if somebody can be 18 and an adult and like also 67 and an adult, like they're both like in the same category. <laughs> We're just making shit up, all of us. Like the person sitting next to you, they're making shit up. They're making shit up on the other side. I am, you are. <laughs> We're just here doing it. Doing the best we can. Paying attention where we can and letting what strong means in that attention move from day to day and leaning into places even if it's a little bit uncomfortable and staying there and leaning in and not trying and staying there in that we're not trying to we're not running away and yeah there's nuance into it that's like one of the reasons why I love working with people who are ready to own the hell out of their voice and step into it. And it's so much more, and specifically speaking for yoga teachers, than sequencing. It is definitely sequencing. That is a piece of it. And it's more than that too, right? We are here and we have an amount of energy that we are ready to share and nothing about us is linear. So even if I provide these thought experiments and, and maybe you think of things, maybe there's like fast things in the top of your mind where you're like, Oh, I would want to listen to this. Or I would, I need to share this. This has like been calling me. I can feel it like hitting the inside of my ribs ready for me to share, but I'm so freaking afraid to do it. Growth is not linear. It doesn't mean that there's like, that means it's not just one line where like, I'll do this and then I'll do this and then I'll do this. It's more like a ping pong ball <laughs> flying all over the place, <laughs> bouncing off things. That makes it real exciting. <laughs> so friend, this past weekend, I was in Frisco, Texas, and I went there for a weekend workshop. And I, it was really powerful because these are people who have just participated with me online, like you right now listening to me, how we're participating together and how maybe I feel far away 
and maybe I don't feel very human. And right now you don't feel very human and you're very far away because I can't hear you or see you or smell you, or touch you. And I showed up for this weekend workshop this last week. It was five different workshops. I did a, a flow class, a writing workshop, a strength training workshop, a sensual, embrace your sensual side workshop, and then a workshop for teachers. And they wanted me to come out. And so I talked with them and we worked out a situation that that worked out for. So it was really lovely. And these people who have interacted with me just online we were able to be in the room. We were able to be in the room together and be real humans. So as you're listening to this, just know that I'm a real human. And I know you're a real human. Like real normal. Just real making shit up as we go. And that this practice of paying attention applies to me just as much to you. It's the same. <laughs> It's the same. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the participation that we have here together. I'm grateful that the podcast is back. I'm excited to keep sharing stories and conversations. I have some some people I'm excited to interview and to share those conversations with you. I'm going to keep sharing these solo sessions as well. And I would love to hear from you and to keep hearing from you. So if this episode has given you any sort of insight into you, if this has sparked any sort of writing prompt and you would like to share how that impacted you or those writings, I am open for it. Our communication together and ability to connect means so much. So you can email me at hello at bonnieweeks.com. You can message me on the gram at carrot underscore bowl underscore bonnie. Carrot like the veggie, the orange one. And if this podcast landed for you in some way and you know somebody that it would really land for them too, we share it, send it on to them. And I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here with me, for listening as I have been speaking, right? And I can't wait for more. Mwah.